a lifetime of indoctrination. So busy fighting with each other that we never look up and realize we're getting fucked. We're the only one in the universe that has free will. We are born free and we will stay free. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Free Will. This is Tony Scardino. As always, thank you for tuning in this week. Sorry I missed last week. It was my 23rd birthday and I had a few friends come into town and we went out of town. So yeah, I didn't really want to record last week. Oh, and also on Tuesday, I did make an appearance on the Sauce cast at the Valuetainment Studios. So always a good time doing those debates. Um, we're back at it. I am back. We are going to be back weekly. I come to realize that I am a procrastinator in most things that I do. So when I say I'm going to have a podcast uploaded every Tuesday, I really do push myself to wait to that last minute. Either way, so this week I have been doing a lot of research and a lot of studying and a lot of TikToking on the meaning behind words and the meaning behind our English language and realized that I'm obsessed with studying this because it really unfolds a lot of truth to the universe and truth to how we live our life. And basically, we're going to start talking about the power of words and the deeper meaning behind our language and how it was created. We're going to do a little like lesson where I write down. So if you can watch this, that'd be awesome. But if you're just listening on Apple or Spotify, that's fine to try to follow along. But definitely I'm going to upload this one on YouTube because it's entertaining to see how the words are laid out. Okay, so we're going to talk about etymology. Etymology is the study of words, their origin, and how their form and meaning have changed over time. So basically, the way we dissect words, either forwards, backwards, phonetically, etymologically, etymologically, and numerology. All right. I'm just going to get right into it. We're going to dissect the history of words, which is his story. What is spelling? What does it mean to cast a spell? It means that words are pretty powerful. Grammar comes from the word, the old French word, grimoire. Grimoire is a magic book of spells. Sentence, what is a sentence? It means you're giving someone a term. So give someone a term. So our sentences means that we are sentencing someone 
to your spell. Cursive first. It takes real eyes. We've all heard this one. To realize the real lies. And we talk about how we're energy beings. So all languages are a single confused babble. If we're energy, that means our words are vibrations. So our sentences are made up of words. The word word comes from the word sisters in Greek mythology, and they were witches who controlled the fate of man. So every word you see directly affects our reality or fate. That makes sense because think about it. Every single word that you cast, essentially, that's, that's what creates your reality. That's what creates your fate. So what you put out there and what someone else could put out there, those have effects and they continue to have effects. So let's keep going. The original deity, Thoth, he invented language and writing to use words for magic. So he created language and writing. What does it mean to write or write? Translates to a ceremony or ritual. A lot of foreigners that try to learn the English language, they say that it's very hard to learn the English language because of how many words are so similar and how many words are basically the same. And we're seeing it right here. Books contain chapters. What is a chapter? A chapter is a secret society, a sector. Books also contain pages. To page someone, means to call on someone or to summon them. Books are made of words to summon. So we have to realize that to understand, they want us to stand under authority. In law, what do we have? A contract, right? In a contract, we can underline con. And a contract, what does it have? Terms and conditions another con the legal language is a completely different type of language and it's written to confuse you another con what does a con mean a con is to deceive someone by lying or tricking them into believing something so in law we have a contract with terms and the conditions to confuse what kind of contract are we signing? How about a mortgage? A mortgage is an old French word for death pledge. Let's take the word matrix, ma's tricks, mother's tricks. How about television? How about tell-lie-vision? We have television programs. We are subconsciously being programmed when we watch television. Broadcast. A broadcast. We're casting spells again. How about channel? You're tuning into a certain frequency. That's what that means. A remote control. That's another word. Con right there. Control you remotely. That's why they call it movie magic. Because you have a movie cast. 
Hollywood derives from the holly tree. And the holly tree was used by druids back in the day, which were priest, witches, wizards. And they used the branches from the holly tree to make their wands in ancient times. So our entire English language is made up of psychology, subliminal messages, and manifestation. I mean, when we're talking, every word has a meaning. We are going to keep going. Parents literally is a pair who rents. What is a childhood? A hood is to hide. Children is made up of two words, chill and dren. Okay? Chill means cold. Dren means a strong and healthy individual. So children means you literally have to chill the strong and healthy individuals in their childhood. In 1948, Valentine's Law Dictionary, under the definition of human being, they literally put sea monster. In that dictionary, when you went to monster, a monster was defined as a human being by birth, but in some part resembling lower animal. Okay? In the Oxford Dictionary in 1901, a human was defined as belonging or relative to a man as distinguished from God or superhuman beings. Well, to live, live what backwards is evil. So basically, the words in our English language are telling us that we are born as monsters to a pair that runs us out to the government or other corporations that indoctrinate us, a childhood is spent under a hood. We're evil when we live. We wake up each morning, right? A wake is a funeral party held before the funeral. In the beginning of each day, we say what? Good morning. Well, morning is really a deep sorrow for someone who has died. Every day, we go to work. And we call that our occupation, right? In, in the military, occupy is a war term. And what do we do for work? We are working for money and it is very competitive. When you look at our English language, we're basically saying that every day we are committing war against each other at our occupation. What are we doing when we're working? We wanna earn. What is earn? Earn is ashes for the dead. On weekdays, we say weekdays because average person works a nine to five job during the weekday to earn a living, right? How about a weekdays, weekdays to earn a living? And by the weekend, we are weekend, right? We go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, by the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Saturday. We're weekend. We're tired of work. And what do we do? A lot of people turn to alcohol. Alcohol comes from the Middle Eastern folklore, alcohol, which means a body-eating spirit. And what does it mean? To drink booze 
what are booze? Ghosts? They're spirits who scare you. What are we doing? We're also drinking spirits. So it's easy for spirits to enter into the physical body when you're weakened through alcohol. So this is pretty deep stuff too. I mean, this is your information like this when you're starting to dissect what your everyday language means, what your what your words, what you're doing, how it was actually really thought out. I mean, you ask yourself, oh, how is the language created? Well, there it is. It was created somehow. There's meaning behind our words. And there's meaning behind the system and what's going on to distract us. This is back to our point. Energy beings, we're in the physical body, getting distracted. We need to find our higher purpose. When you start opening these doors and looking at even the language around you, what you're saying, how you're casting spells. This isn't a negative thing. When I say, oh my God, like we're talking about all these, e like, I mean, yeah, live is evil backwards. That's kind of crazy, but it's also not a bad thing. We can use this as a positive. And the way I'm going to wrap this up is there's this book. It's called The Four Agreements. And it's based off of the Toltec Society, which is thousands of years ago, the Toltec, where they were in southern Mexico. And they were scientists and artists who formed a society to explore and conserve spiritual knowledge and practices of ancient times. So this is a Toltec society. They came up with this book, The Four Agreements. Their first agreement, we're going to go over the four agreements in the future, but the first agreement we're going to go over right now is be impeccable with your word. And that's how we're going to turn everything that I just said into a positive and how awareness is going to create a more positive world for everyone to enter into a more peaceful society. And that is by being impeccable with your word. That is the first agreement, the first thing that us as human beings need to work on. Because I mean, yeah, when you look at the words of what I just said, it's, there's meaning behind it. And if you continue to use, I'm not saying change your whole language, but there is ways to use words in a positive way and to manifest what you want. And it really is true for energy beings and words are vibrations and what we put out is what we get. Then what you have to realize too is you have to be careful with not only words that you say to, uh, about yourself, but to other people because you're casting spells on other people. And, you know, we're going to get into that. And that's why I recommend everyone to read this book. But I am going to just go over the first agreement, be impeccable with your word, um, speak with integrity, say only what you mean, avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. And I'm just going to read small little quotes that I highlighted that I thought stood out to me when I read the book. Not going to read a lot. I'm just going to go over a few quotes. One fear or doubt planted in our mind can create an endless drama of events. A sin is anything that you do which goes against yourself. If I love you, then you will love me. If I insult you, you will insult me. If I have gratitude for you, you will have gratitude for me. If I am selfish with you, you will be selfish with me. If I use the word to put a spell on you, you are going to put a spell on me. Whenever we hear an opinion and we believe it, we make an agreement and it becomes a part of our belief system. So this is when we're talking about gossiping. So when you say an opinion about someone, 
You have to be careful because that opinion is going to completely put a bias on the other person's head and it's going to be an imprint. And you have to be careful with yourself when you hear other people talk about others because that is also like if you like if your friend says, oh, well, yeah, this person's kind of weird right before you meet them, you're going to have an expectation of that person being weird. And sometimes the bias is just it's not necessary. So casting those spells, again, be careful of spells being casted and be careful of you casting those spells. Truth which has power to break the spell of black magic. Only truth will set us free. So that's what we're calling when we talk about how words are magic. Purposely saying something against someone is black magic. Here, we talk about it here, black magicians. They're like computer hackers intentionally spread the virus. And, you know, I highlighted here a thousand different voices all trying to talk at once in the mind. So when you have all those opinions in, in your mind, there are a bunch of like spells basically in your brain of like this person saying this, that person saying this, that person saying this. And you realize that you don't, you're not even really developing your own opinion. And that's where even being judgmental comes in. It's something we all need to work on because it's going to benefit, again, yourself you don't realize how many times you're putting a spell onto yourself when you put yourself down, when you're saying, oh, I can't do that, or oh, I'm depressed today, or oh, this or that, or like, oh, like he's going to like, is he, he's going to cheat on me or oh, this, like, these are all spells that you're putting into your own reality. So when you're putting that out there, you start creating this own reality. Okay. And this is, I think where it was, yeah, it was the last little highlight that I highlighted in the book and it's you can live in heaven in the middle of a thousand people living in hell because you are immune to that hell so by just starting this one agreement be impeccable with your word it's basically saying you can create your own heaven even if everyone else is not working on themselves you do it because you'll be happier when you're impeccable with your word you'll see how happier you'll get in life. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. And if we all genuinely did that, and if we all were to watch out for these words and how we're using them in society and how we're using them against each other, we could really create positive change. So yeah, we're going to end this week off there. You can find me on every platform at official Tony Scardino. And sorry I missed last week, but I will see you guys next week. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. All right. God save the queen, man.